0: Aren't you glad tonight? Jesus is an overcomer, so you and I are. So good to see Brother David and John. I'm glad you all are here tonight. Missed y'all. If you would, uh, open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 4, where we were last Sunday night. I didn't get all that out of my heart. Uh, Now, I I want you to say this with me. Say, "Pastor,
1: Pastor,
0: I won't turn you off tonight. You need to hear what God has to say. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you get up and leave the room. Sometimes you get up and leave the room in body. Sometimes you get up and leave the room in mind. Don't leave the room tonight. Amen. As sure as I'm standing here, God has spoke a message in my heart that we need to hear desperately. Amen. Amen. In Luke chapter 4 last week, we talked about how Christ was here to take care of the crushed. Uh You're being wounded in your spirit. And uh, the Spirit of God wants to do some more things in that direction. Uh, Wednesday night, you know, we're, on Wednesday nights we're studying the book of Ephesians, but uh, Wednesday morning, early in the morning, sometime after midnight, I don't know, sure, I don't remember what time it was the Spirit of God moved on me, and had me to to pray Psalms 34 over this congregation. And as as I prayed Psalms 34 over the congregation, it kept stirring in my heart. And so when we got here uh, Wednesday night, then uh, uh, you know we I said we can study Ephesians like we've been doing, or we can look at. This verse in Psalms says God wants to start something. And so he started this actually last Sunday night. Then he worked on it, critiqued it Wednesday night. And now he wants to do some finishing touches tonight. Amen. But would you like to have some deliverance in your life, some victory in your life uh, that you've never touched before, that you never tasted? You know, the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I don't know about you, but there's some areas in my life that don't taste too good. There's some areas in my life that don't look too good. And I'm saved on my way to heaven, but I still have problems. But I've got a Savior who wants to help me with all of those situations. And I'll share with you just a little bit later on uh, what the Spirit of God has revealed to me, not just to try to encourage you to be honest with yourself and to be honest with the Lord. Amen. All right, Luke chapter 4. Let's let let's pick it up where we were last week in verse 16. Luke 4 and 16. And we're going to... I'll go ahead and give you this right here and and you hold on to it. It We won't get it out of the text. We'll get it out of our second scripture. Here's what the Holy Ghost said. Secrets stole become secrets told. But let the Savior your secrets hold. That's a powerful statement if you'll think on it. See, the devil wants to bring hurt from your secrets being stolen and told. But Jesus wants to bring healing when you let him hold your secrets. Amen. Luke four sixteen. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath appointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal, to cure the brokenhearted, the heart that has been completely crushed, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty, to set free them that are bruised, them that are are crushed in their uh, very being. Verse 19, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, verse 20. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and he sat down and all the eyes of them were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Verse 21. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. In other words, this is the time to see it. It's the time to believe it, the time to receive it. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yeah, Father, come to you now, Lord. Yes. That's right. Amen and amen. Now, I love y'all very, very much. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm very thankful to be a part of the body of Christ with you. And I'm thankful, I'm excited for what God's going to do, but, and I know that some of the things that we're doing are saying some of you don't really understand, uh, what God has planned. Well, join the crowd. I don't either. I just know that I know the Spirit of the Lord. You know the Spirit of the Lord. So we know God's voice. And when He's leading us in that direction, we're just going to trust Him and, and, and follow Him. But I, um, tonight, you and I have got to believe that, that just as Jesus said to them at that moment, that scripture was fulfilled in their very ears. And so tonight, God has uh, liberty for every situation where you've been bruised in your life. Now, um, you know where you're bruised at. You know where you're hurt. Uh, and I know that when I pray, I've been battling the last three days for this service, and I didn't even understand what was happening. But um, I, I know that, that that you're bruised in some areas and you're hurt in some areas, but you've got to believe and receive that Jesus said today, this scripture's fulfilled. You can have what God desires for you to have. Amen. I can have what he desires for me to have. He said, this was the time for you and I to receive the healing of our broken hearts come on every one of us now you, you say well i don't know about that see the bible says in second corinthians 5 17 that when you and i get born again we get a brand new spirit but we still got the same old soul the same old body mind will and emotion and so every this is what he's talking about where you've been broken your heart in your mind will, and emotions where you've been bruised crushed uh in, in in the emotion realm in the in your feelings in your understanding, all of those things, those are open doors for the devil to work. And, and and until you and I get those healed by Jesus, we're walking along, we're saved, everything's going good, and then, bam, we get blindsided. And all of a sudden, there's a trigger that comes in our life, and we do the very same thing that we did before salvation, and we don't even know why we did it something just happened and, and 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 we we went off uh we, we we got out of the lord's will we got out of his best we got out of his way and all of these things and so if you and i want to put a stop to that if we want to let the word have foremost prominence the first and main place in our life then we need to say this is the day this is mine. This is what Jesus has for me. And, and we need to see that it, the, the God said that his word was meant to bear fruit in our lives. And if there's some areas not bearing fruit in our lives, it's not the word's fault. It's that I've got a hurt area there. I'm bruised. I, I, I'm i crushed. I'm broken hearted in the area. And and I cannot you, you take damaged area and you it won't produce. You know, every every year I'd help my grandpa, and we would always we would keep that soil at the right pH level. We would mix the the potash and the and, and the nitrogen and and all of these things in that soil because if the soil gets acidic, oh man, here comes the bugs. You can't keep the bugs out, but if the, if you keep the soil where the pH is up just about alkaline, you don't have near as much trouble with the bugs. When you and I get bitter, we get negative. Here comes all the devil and his imps and all the trials and the trouble, but we can keep them out when we don't get bitter. Amen. When we don't. So we need to, we need to be healed of some things. Amen. So go with me, uh, to Mark chapter four and, and I, it's my heart's desire that you study this fourth chapter in your home study time, in your prayer time with the Lord and let him speak to you because, uh, it, it, it I want you to just understand how important this is. Look, let's read verse 13 before we get into what the Lord wants to say. Mark 4 and 13, look what Jesus said. See, they come to him and they didn't understand anything he had taught them. And he said unto them, know you not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? In other words, Jesus said, if you don't understand what I just told you about the sowing of my word in your heart, then you can't understand anything I've got to say to you. See, because everything is about the heart. But if I'll come to the Lord and say, Lord, I know that you gave me a new spirit, but my heart's broken tonight and I can't receive the word in that area of my heart unless you first heal it. God's not dumb. See, when when we try to receive a word before we receive our healing in our heart, in our soul, our mind, will and emotions, we'll reject that word. We'll renounce it. We'll get mad at the messenger. We'll get mad at the one who conceived the ideal, God. And we'll say, well, that's that's just ridiculous. That's not for me. And all of these things, because why? Because we're operating out of hurt and hurt always. If it's not dealt with, turns into anger. Amen. So God wants to take care of something. So you and I, we need to understand this parable. Everything about heaven is about. It's about receiving a seed, the word and letting that word change your life, change my life. That, that's what it's all about Jesus is the word he's that seed amen okay so uh I, I we won't get into all that I want to but if I do, I know I'll lose you so drop down to verse twenty one after he gives them uh the 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 full parable and he says in in mark four twenty one uh is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick. So, in other words, he, he said, uh, think about this. He said, the words I just spoke to you, they are light. And said, just in your natural life, when you and I come over and we flip that light switch, we're expecting light, right? Well, that's what he's talking to them about. He said, you light a candle and you don't put it under a bushel, under a bucket. You don't put it under the bed. You set it up high where to give all the light. Well, that's what he's saying to us. We've got to receive this engrafted word, which is able, James says, is able to save our soul. So I need to lift up the word instead of lifting up where my heart's broke where I'm crushed in my spirit, instead of continually lifting that up and letting that become an idol to me, I need to lift up the Word of God and and I need to take it into my heart. Amen? Because look what he says. Here's where I got what the Spirit of the Lord spoke just a moment ago. Verse 22. For there is nothing. How how much is nothing? (laughs) For there is nothing, not one thing hid. Not one thing that's concealed, not one thing that's a secret, which shall not be manifested, which shall not be brought under the light. Now, don't get nervous about this. we got so many negative preachers who get people nervous about secret sins and, and, and uh, bringing things out that, that is between you and the Lord. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the light will shine in your life, it'll shine in my life, it'll show us where we're at, but it'll show us where Jesus wants to take us to. And and what does that light do? It it shines in our heart, and it shows me where I'm bruised in my spirit, where I'm crushed in my heart, where I'm being moved and motivated by the devil working in my flesh and my old man rather than walking in the new man. Come on now. And he said... For nothing shall be hid which shall not be manifested. Neither was anything kept secret, but that it should uh, come abroad. Now, that word come abroad, it means in the Greek, it means brought into the light. Right. So I, what I want to do is I want to tell the Lord, Lord, you tell me that I can't even understand my heart. Right? Come on. This Jeremiah 17 tells, it says, before you got saved, your your whole being was evil. But then when you get saved, your spirit's made righteous. But he said, you don't even know your heart. You can't understand it. But God said, I know your heart. I try your heart. That doesn't mean that he's bringing us up under condemnation. No, he brings us our our heart before him, shines light on it where we can look and see our heart through his eyes. And not what the flesh is saying, not what some man is saying, not what the devil's saying. See, it's okay. Some of you tonight, you're angry. You're mad about some situations. The Bible says you can be angry and so it's OK to tell God, God, I'm angry. I'm hurt about this. I'm confused about this. I've got some problems in this situation. But I I, I know that if I let you try my heart, if you will if I let you come in there, that you have a healing uh to every area of my life that's broken. And it comes by the word. That's the only way it'll happen. Look what he said. He said in verse 23, If any man have ears to hear, any man, woman, boy, girl, let him hear. Now, so what we've got to do is we've got to say, Lord, you know what's best. I, I-, I want to hear what you've got to say. See, First Corinthians 8 and 1 says, Knowledge puffeth up, but love brings edification. Love edifies. That word edify, edify there, it means to be a house builder. See, when I was, got saved and started going to church, uh, I, I don't know why God did it or how He did it, but He just imparted in me that I, I just knew scripture by inspiration, I had not read the Bible. I just knew the scripture. And then when I started studying the Bible, it just expanded and exploded. And so, uh, my first pastor, brother Kenny, uh, he, I didn't understand anything about preaching because I had never preached, but he would preach and you got and so many people, you got to, you got to separate preaching and teaching. Teaching, you teach line by line and, and you you expand each scripture. But when you're preaching, the Holy Ghost is doing something he wants to do in that service for a certain uh theme. And, and so when uh, when Brother Kenny would do that, I, I would sit there and I would pick apart every one of his messages. And I'd say, man, that don't match. That ain't right. This ain't right. Because I I would compare this scripture with that scripture. And I was like a computer. I would go down through the line here and I was ignorant knowledge. And so I missed out on a lot of good things because I thought I knew something and I didn't know anything. But see, love edifies. So when we come back to the place of love, love builds the Word of God in our life. It builds us up in Jesus and it sets us free. So when you and I tonight, when we realize that the truth is spoken to us by the Holy Spirit in love, he said the truth spoken in love... Throws us up under the head, unto Jesus, right? And so he, he wants to bring some things. Uh, uh, what did he say? He said, but everything should come abroad. Everything should come into the light. So l- let's let's see that. Um, go with me to Psalms 100. Or Sister Victoria put it on the screen. Psalms 119, 130. You know this verse very well. Psalms 119, 130, and, and then we'll look at 105. talks about the power of the Word of God. Look what he says. The entrance of thy words. This is the word of God. What does it do? It gives light. It brings things abroad. It brings things into light. It gives us understanding to the simple. Well, I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm I, when compared to the things of the Lord, I'm very simple. So I qualify for this verse. And so I tell the Lord, Lord, I want you tonight. I'm I, where where my heart is crushed, where it's broken, where the devil was bringing a lie, a hurt, a heartache in there, my heart's open. I want you to bring the word in there, your word, the truth. Because when Jesus comes in, he can't help but heal. He can't help but deliver. He can't help but bring peace. He can't help bring but joy because that's who he is. But see, the devil is death and he brings all those other things. So tonight I want to be in the place where I say, I'm going to hear. I've got... Eyes to see, ears to hear. I'm going to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. I'm going to receive that. And when I'll do that, he said that it would give me understanding. Wouldn't you like to understand why you get mad? Wouldn't you like to understand why you, whatever uh sin that has a, a, a predominant effect in our life, why it does, why it has that avenue? Wouldn't you like to know? Well, the Word of God will show you and I. Wouldn't you like to know why... I'd like to know why I'm in the middle of a crowd and all of a sudden I'm the loneliest person in the face of the earth. I want to know. This is how we know. This is how we know where we can come to the place of healing. Put 105 on there, Sister Victoria. I appreciate it so much. You know this very well. The word of God is what to you? It's two things. Notice what it says. The word is a lamp under your feet, right? Right. But it's a light under your path. Don't you love that? Because there's nothing worse walking in the summertime. You're trying to carry a flashlight and you're trying to see ahead of you. But you sure don't want you want to see close to you because you don't want to step on no snake. Right. Right. But God's word shines out for your distance, but it shines right at your feet every place that you're stepping. So you don't have to worry about. Tripping up. You don't have to worry about stepping on something that will hurt or hinder you. So tonight, the entrance of the Word is going to give light. His Word is going to show me where I'm at tonight. It's going to show me where He wants me to go. Now hear that by the Holy Ghost. He's going to show you and I where we're at. But He's going to show us where He wants us to go. Isn't that exciting? We can go someplace tonight and we can have our whole life changed, amen, by the power of the Word. Okay, go with me, uh, and let's look at just a few verses of Scripture, and we're going to trust the Lord to do what He would do. Go with me to uh, Psalms 147, and let's start in verse number 1. Psalms 147, verse number 1. Now, I'm not going to hold you a long time, but I-, I-, I want you to be built up and encouraged. Look at this. If you're there, say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. For it is good to sing praises unto our God, and it is pleasant, and praise is comely. Praise is beautiful. See, the devil wants to keep you and I in a place where, uh, our pain, our heartache, uh, and he wants us to make sure that we make it ours. He wants us to take ownership of it. And say, this is my pain, this is my heartache, this is, this is my disappointment, this is my lot in life. But see, if we do that, we're worshiping that. We're lifting that up, and, and that's not comely. That's not beautiful. That's discouraging of the Lord because we're believing a lie. We're believing and settling for where we're at. We're we're looking here. We're not looking at the light. We're looking at the darkness. Right. So we we don't want to do that. Now look what he says in verse number two. This is how you and I can start seeing where we're at and where we're going. Verse number two: The Lord doeth build up Jerusalem. You say, well, Pastor Greg, that has nothing to do with me. Uh, the name Jerusalem means founded on peace. Who's your prince of peace? Jesus. Who's your life founded on? So this has everything to do with you and I tonight. And, and, and so let's don't get the Old Testament, uh, is for us today in the sense that we're living in the disposition of grace and so the things that can be revealed out of it can be applied can be applied to us. So, but at the same time, we are living under the disposition of grace. We are living in the epistles and all of those things, but this is still timely for us. So he said, the Lord doeth. He's He's presently building up peace for you and I. Notice this. He gathers together the outcast of Israel. Once again, Israel means anybody who accepted has accepted God, he will rule as God. That's what Israel fully translated means. So is God your ruler? So this applies to you. So tonight, what happens, say like I had a, I picked up this vase here and I've I've dropped it on this concrete floor. What would happen? See, that's what's happened to your heart. That's what's happened to my heart. And you've got pieces everywhere. The Lord doeth build up Jerusalem. He gathered together the outcast, the pieces of Israel. See, you and I, we've got to realize that as we walk through life, when the devil hurt us and harmed us at different seasons in our life, we left pieces of our life back here behind us. You can't ever be whole until you have everything gathered back to you. And I know some of you think, well, there's no way I'm going to ever get those pieces back. You may not get them back in this life in the natural, but you have them already in this life, in the spiritual, if you will believe God, if I will believe God. Amen. So we got to talk to those pieces and, 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 and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe that you're gathering back those things that have been broken out of my life, those outcast things, those things that have been lost and forgotten. Uh, and I believe that you're shining the light. Remember the lady who lost the coin? Yes. Now you, you lose a coin in that day and time. That meant something. And think about it, they had the, they had the dirt floor with the straw on the floor and it got knocked off and all that dirt and straw. It wouldn't like you and I finding a coin here. I found all kinds of change here the other day when I was moving this stuff, cleaning it around that missed the, the bucket. And that was easy to find. But in that day and age, can you imagine that that was found? Come on, it took effort. Yeah. Yeah. But she said she lit a light and she found what was lost. Will you let the light come into your life tonight and show you what's lost? Let the Lord gather the pieces, bring them back to you where he can bring healing. Amen. How do we know that's what he wants to do? Look at verse number three. He talking about the Lord, he healeth the broken in heart. See, God can't do anything unless we're willing to admit to him where we're at. I mean, God's arms is wide open to us, but I have to have my arms wide open to him. Thank you, brother. We got to. He healeth. This word healeth is uh Rapha. It's one of the names of the Lord. Jesus, your Lord, my Savior. His name is Rapha. He is the Lord that healeth. Us, sometime look at Exodus Exodus fifteen twenty six. God made a promise. He said, "I'll keep all those diseases that was on Egypt off of you, for I am the Lord that healeth thee." In other words, I'll bring that healing to you. So uh you need you need to tell the Lord, say, "Lord, I believe that you're the healer, and I want you to heal my heart. I I I, I don't want to think this way. I, I don't want to to be burdened down now." <laughs> Y'all are burdened down with different cares and worries, but the things that, that you're not meant to carry. The Bible says it's a command. It's not an option that you're to cast every care upon the Lord because he cares for you. If you don't do that, if I don't do that, that's sin. And sin separates us from God. And when we get separated from God in that area, here comes the devil like a just a flood of lies and a flood of hurt and a flood of disappointment and anger and discouragement. It's time to stop all that in Jesus name. Amen. He healeth the broken in heart. Now notice this. And he bindeth up their wounds. Now, this is such an interesting word. You don't take my word for it. You can study that yourself. But he bindeth up our wounds. The first meaning of this word wound is an idol. That's why I said what I said earlier. If we're not careful, we make our pain, our heartache, our disappointment, we make it ours. Because the devil keeps talking about that's who we are. He wants us to identify with that. And all of a sudden, you know, when you talk about certain people, if you're not careful, you, you don't talk about who they are. You talk about their affliction. You talk about their sin, right. we're not to do that right. come on they they're, they're God's child. I'm God's child. I'm when people talk about me. I want them to say that boy's born again. Yes. Yes. come on I, and that's what we've got to do. so he He healeth the broken in heart, he bindeth up their wounds, their pains. every pain that you and I are carrying tonight we're not meant to carry it. Well, let's give it to Jesus. Let, let, let's let him do what only he can do. Now turn, uh, we're in uh, 147. Turn over to 142. Psalms 142. And uh you need to read all of these. There's just seven verses, but we're just going to read the last two. uh Because I, I, I know I'll lose you. Psalms 142, verse 6. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Come on. The devil wants to tell you when you're at your lowest, that's when it's all over. You well, know, the Bible says that when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, yeah. he will exalt us in due season. Attended to my cry, for I am brought very low. He said, deliver me. What did Jesus say? I come to deliver. Heal the broken heart about come to deliver. Set the captives free. Yeah. And he said, this day is this verse. In your ears. So it's for you tonight. Let's don't take it home with us. Attended my cry for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors for they are stronger than I. Let's give you and I, we've been battling the same old thing. Come on. That's a definition of a fool who keeps doing the same thing, expecting different results. Let's don't do it anymore. Let's let God be God and let's be his children. That's what he desires so much. Verse 7. Now look what happens. When you and I do that, all of a sudden, bring my soul out of prison. Come on, not his spirit, but his soul, his mind, will and emotions. David here says, my soul is in prison. Why? Because he's broken hearted. He's crushed. See, don't you realize that there's certain things God's calling you to do and you won't do it? Because why? Because your soul... Your mind-willing emotions is holding you back. You're in prison. See, um, it took me years. I, I would just obey the Lord just a little bit and, and and finally got into teaching Sunday school. And even though I knew that I was supposed to do all these other th- stuff, I wasted all those years because I told the Lord no because I, my soul was in prison. Because I, mo- I was more concerned about what people would think about me, what my family would think about me than what God thought. Yeah. And so I was in prison. And and that that dominated me, that controlled me, that 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 kept me out of God's will, that kept me out of God's best. Amen. And and so I need to tell the Lord, "Hey, I want you to bring me out of prison. Everything that's keeping me uh bound in some way, you come to set the captives free." And I hear it, I receive it. Amen. Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. God, God's a god of excess. He, he's a god of, of extreme blessing, and, and He wants to bring us out where, where everything that we do brings Him praise. Yeah. See, the devil wants to, wants us to be ashamed of what's happened to us, uh, uh or our shortcomings, or all those things. No, God can use them for His glory. Yeah. That can be a praise unto the Lord. Amen. Isn't that something? All right. So it's available to us. All right. So. Real quickly. Go with me to Ephesians 4. And let's see how we can apply this. And. Um, can't wait till we get to this fourth chapter in our Bible study. But. Look what he says. In verse 29. Ephesians 429. Let no corrupt, this word from the Greek means uh, worthless. See, don't talk devil talk. It's worthless. It has, it has no uh, eternal meaning to it other than the negative sense. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Now, what you've got to see that this word communication here, it's the word that means it's the word that you say but it's the thought behind it. Right. 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 See, I'm the, I'm, I'm the world's worst at saying the right word no. but not having the right thought behind it. And so I got to give that to the Lord and say, Lord, you help me with this because I want to be brought out of prison. I don't want to be controlled Come on, by what man thinks or what man uh, I want to be led by the Spirit. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So what I've got to learn to do is uh, I've got to recognize and realize if I'm going to uh, have my heart healed, if I'm going to be delivered, if I'm going to have all my uh, my the pieces brought back together, then I've got to see that I can't say what the devil's showing me. That, that's worthless communication. So I, he said, I would minister grace to the hearer when it, I'm the first hearer. I hear my voice before you do. Come you hear your voice before anybody else does. And so we got to learn how to minister grace to ourselves. So what we do is we say, Lord, this is the way I feel. In my soul, my mind, will, and emotions. But I know that you have the word, you have Jesus in my spirit by the Holy Spirit. So help me to tune in to what your spirit is saying to my spirit. Let me speak that word out that I can receive grace. Yes. And then when you receive grace, Paul said that God's grace was sufficient. It was enough for every situation. So God's grace will start revealing that today's a day of healing. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day of victory. Today's the day of, uh, of of moving on, letting the light shine where my feet is, but showing me where I'm going. Amen. That's available to us. All right. But we got to make sure that we don't do these these last three verses wrong. He said in verse number thirty and grieve not the holy Spirit of God, so if i'm going to let the, the God bring healing to me if i'm going to let him shine that light, I can't grieve this word grieve from the Greek it means to make the holy Spirit sad i you can make the holy Spirit sad. How do we do that because we go back to the worthless speech. We change the well. We're not drawn out of the well of salvation. We're not pulling from the rivers of living water in our spirit, but we're pulling out of what our soul is saying. See, the devil wants us to always talk out of our hurt. I I battled so hard today. The devil was pushing on me so hard. I was like a a 16-year-old boy's pimple ready to pop. It took everything in me not to say, I mean, it was just the grace of God. But the more the devil would push, the stronger I'd feel the grace of God. And I, I just sat back and I just I just took myself out of the battle. And I watched the devil doing this. And I saw Jesus just push his hand, push the devil back. And there was grace. And I just sat back there and I said, Lord, you are amazing. You're wonderful. Now, see, he's wanted to do that for me all my life. But I wouldn't let him do it. Because I wouldn't give him the opportunity. I wouldn't wait for the Word of God to come in my spirit. I would speak out of my soul, out of my feelings, and I would undo everything that God wanted to do. Amen. But that's how good God is. Okay. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Now think about it. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit in your spirit is it's it's the uh, um, it's the down payment. Uh, You know, like if you go with some, if you go and buy a piece of property, sometimes you put down or if you go buy a car, you put down a certain amount of money, you know, as a down payment. Well, this wonderful Holy Ghost that you and I have is just a down payment of what God has for us. I don't know about you, but as good as the Holy Spirit feels in my life, I can't imagine what the rest of God's blessing, which is Jesus in fullness in our lives, what it's gonna be like in you, it's gonna be amazing. So I, I, I gotta, I gotta rest on that. Now here, look at the last two verses. He said, let all, how much? Bitterness. Now the Spirit of God was very serious about you and I dealing with some bitterness tonight. And that's not between me and you, that's just between you and Him. But just tell the Lord what what you're bitter about. You realize this word bitter, it goes back to the bite of a serpent. See, the devil's the one that bites us and makes us bitter against each other. But it's a poison that will slowly but surely kill you. So we need to tell the Lord, say, Lord, I am bitter about this. I'm angry. I'm upset against about this situation or against this person or whatever it might be, and just just tell the Lord where you're at, where He can meet you, where you're at. Yes. Let all bitterness. Now look what happens, because bitterness always turns into this wrath. All I, 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 you know, I've shared with you before. I'd watch my grandmother. I mean, something would happen and, 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 and it would take her back to, to where she had a herd in her life and, and that bitter wrath would start coming out and, and, and it would just get worse and worse. It turned into this anger and then all of a sudden look clamor and evil speaking. Before long, you know, when the devil gets a hold of your tongue, you're just saying anything and everything because you're in the flow of him rather than the flow of the spirit and, and, uh, okay. Uh, let it all be put away from you with all malice. We know what that means. And how, what do we do? How do, how do we overcome that verse 32 and be you kind one to another? In other words, you look at me and you say, I'm going to give pastor grace because I know I have to have grace. Come on, the, every one of us, we have to have grace from God. And so, if the same grace that God gives us, we need to give each other. Yeah. See, that shuts the door. That, that that makes it impossible for the devil to work in situations. And be you kind one to another, tender hearted. In other words, see, the devil wants to break your heart, break my heart in situations, crush it, where all of a sudden we get hard hearted. But when we start leaning on Jesus, he starts making our heart sensitive. Isn't that amazing? All of a sudden, we're, see, I won't call any names, but uh, I, I get so excited when certain people, they call me or, or they get a hold of me or, or in person or whatever, and they say, I want you to pray about this. You know, I want you to pray about this part because why? Because their mind is on somebody besides themselves. Their mind is on what God's wanting to do in somebody else's life. And it just excites me because I see growth there. I I, I see hunger there for God to be their, their hearts tender toward other people. See, the devil don't want you to be tender toward anybody. He wants you to look at everybody and judge them. He wants you to look at everybody and have an odd against them. But we we got to say to the Lord, Lord, I don't want that judgmental spirit. I don't want uh, any hard, 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 hard area in my life. And be you kind one another, tender hearted. Notice what happens? Forgiving one another. Now, this word forgiving here from the Greek, it means that you're granting a favor. Right. Because that's how what God done to us. In other words, when you forgive somebody, you're not saying what they done was okay. You're you're saying, I'm just, I'm doing you a favor. I'm forgiving you, but actually you're doing yourself a favor because you're, you're loosening yourself from what was there to hold you back and to limit you. Amen. And, And it's the greatest freedom, the greatest healing that you'll ever experience when you and I do this. Amen. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So, uh, because of Jesus, you and I, we are forgiven, and He done it because of Jesus. God forgave us because of Jesus, and so there's no wrath. You're not appointed unto wrath. You're, you're you're in the place of grace. I mean, you're in the place of the Father of mercies is working in your life. And, and so because you have this in your life, it's a seed that you can give out to others. Okay. So I usually close with the illustration, but I'm going to close with a real life example. Um, the, I've, I hate to put myself in these things, but I've, I've, the Lord has had me to do that more and more. I remember when I first was ministering years ago. Uh, Sister Apple, she she come up to me. She put her arm around me and she said, I'd like to know how you can minister the word of God and keep yourself so far removed from it. And uh I, I, when I first heard that, I thought, is that a compliment or an insult? I don't know which what that is. But anyway. Uh, so Wednesday night. The Lord, uh, he, he He showed me some things how He wants to do some inner healing. He wants to heal us in our soul. Now, your spirit is down in here. This is where your your but your soul is the personality of your spirit. It's your mind, will, and your emotions. And your soul is where the devil works to keep you and I limited. And so Wednesday night we we talk, we we had some inner healing about being delivered from the spirit of fear. And, and it, it was, it was amazing time, Um just God done what he wanted to do and, and we just let it happen. Well, I went home that night, uh, thinking about all that and trying to figure out what God wanted to do next. And so I went to, I went to sleep and I had a dream. Now, some of you may be believing dreams and some of you may not. That's up to you, your choice, but I know when I have a God dream. So in this dream, I, I I I don't know. I'm somewhere around ten years old, ten to twelve years old, probably. And uh, in, in this dream, I'm I'm with my dad and my brother. And this this uh I'll get to that in a moment. But anyway, in this dream, I uh, I'm pulling back up to uh, my mom and dad's house, and they got it's a real steep driveway, and he he had a. a a four speed pickup and when I would go help with him to feed cows and stuff, you know and I drove that it was always a challenge because you know i i 'm short you know at that age i 'm short now, but I was really short then, and, and so trying to 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 shift that those gears and all those stuff, so anyway, in this dream uh i I pull up the hill and I stop right at the, the Top of the hill where you're getting ready to go over and I, I, I kill it, put it in gear and put on the mercy brake. And I look over at my dad and I say, is that okay? And you know, I knew that it wasn't okay, you know, in this dream, but I looked over and said, is it okay? And, and he looked at me and then he just got out and went around the, out the passenger side truck, went around the driver's side truck and he said, it's okay. He said, but next time, Let's park it on the flat. Okay, that would have never happened. Not in a million years. Because I dreamed that dream and I didn't think about it. And then all of a sudden, as I meditate on that dream, the Lord took me back to an actual time in my life that I had completely blocked out because it hurt so bad I couldn't deal with it and the things that you can't deal with you will block out and so uh we'd come back from feeding the cows and I'd done that very same thing and they wouldn't know thing it was going to be alright there was a big cussing and a bunch of other things happened. but see my point is why did God give me that dream why did he show me what really happened but then he showed me what was supposed to happen see if we don't ever get healing We perpetuate the hurt that is in our lives and it keeps going on and on and on. See, the Lord said, I want you to look at your dad and I want you to see him as a hurt little boy like you were. Don't see him as a man that couldn't understand, that couldn't feel and that gave you cussings and all of these things. Don't see him in that way. See him as a little boy who went through the very same thing that you went through and had to deal with all that hurt and he didn't have nobody to help him. That brings healing. So because God gave the dream and showed this is what should have happened. And since I'm showing you what should have happened, this is what I want you to build on rather than building on the negative. Now I know I said this Wednesday night and, and, and it didn't stick because I'm going to say it again tonight. And you may, and some of you may not understand it and some of you may not even want it, but the Spirit of God is wanting to raise up a ministry of healing in the soul out of this church. And He's wanting to bring people in here who are hurting and I'm going to have to have your help to be able to do what needs to be done because we're, there's going to be a, 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 a large number of people. I'm not going to be able to minister to everybody. And so we're going to have to work together and we're going to have to be in the place where we know that by the Holy Spirit, we can see uh where, uh, where the hurt originated, but we can see the answer to the hurt and we can pray for them and get them delivered, get them healed on the inside where they don't have to keep going back around the mountain. Amen. It's real. It is real. Now, Jesus said that if you and I would hear that word, that we would bring forth 30, 60, 100 fold. That's amazing. But he also told us that there's going to be a whole group of people who are going to have the word stolen from them by the devil. There are going to be a group of people that's going to have thorns in their life that's going to choke out the word. There's going to be a group of people uh, that uh, are just in a place where it's just almost at reach, but not quite. And so you and I, we've got to tell the Lord, Lord, if you'll speak, we're going to be like Eli told Samuel. Eli told Samuel, he said, go and tell the Lord, he said, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And if you'll hear that word, you'll bring forth 30, 60, 100 fold because you'll get healing in your own life and then you'll be able to minister healing to others. Amen. Pray with me and pray in your own way. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every person that's here. Lord, with, the, with everything in my being, Lord, I know that you love us so much and you want us to be open and honest with one another. You want us to, to let the light shine in our heart. That you can do what only you can do. There, there's, there's other people here they are suffering from what happened when they were little. They're, the they're, they're, they're things that cause their heart to be crushed, that cause their, their heart to be broken. They've got wounds in their life. And, and, and tonight, as you show them where they're at, I believe that you'll also show them, you'll shine that light to where you would have them to go. Lord, let us leave here tonight, just rejoicing in you. Every wound, every pain, you said you would heal us from. Those things that would be an idol in our life. That you would bring victory and deliverance. Lord, let it be tonight. Let us be honest with you so you could be honest with us. Lord, there's some people here that you're calling them to a new level in ministry. Actually, you've called them that for a long way. But they haven't stepped into it They in the fullness that you would have because of this, these hurt areas in their life. These open door to the enemy. The clock is ticking you're saying now, today, this is the time. So would you get a host of our heart, help us to yield to you. Show us what you'd have us to do and let us receive from you. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you come and make yourself an altar or, 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 or make your uh, an altar at your cheer, however you feel to do. But would you make sure that you just steal your heart and listen to the Lord by his spirit in your spirit and receive tonight? Leave here uh, just with a new place of liberty, healing. Let the Lord take you to those places. See, he took me back 40, 43 years probably to show me where part of my heart was. And he helped me gather it back up. I keep hearing that there's somebody had something happen to them when they were five year old. I don't know who you are. I don't know what it was. I don't need to know. But something happened to you when you were five years old. And it's having an impact on your life right now. And the Holy Ghost says that Jesus wants to heal that. If you'll (coughs) yield and you'll receive tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can I pray with anybody?